the Real Estate You podcast with Letty Ann. Hi there, Letty Ann here, and welcome back to Real Estate You with Letty Ann. This afternoon, I'm grateful to have on the show today, Sterling Scott. Sterling Scott is the owner of SVN, a commercial real estate company right here in the Kansas City metropolitan area. Welcome, Sterling. Thank you, Letty Ann. Um, so I've talked to you for years. This is the first time we've actually met. And isn't that funny? We're meeting over Zoom. Uh, Sterling is my go-to uh, referral for commercial real estate because as Sterling will likely reiterate, residential real estate and commercial real estate are two completely different animals. Not just different animals, but completely different animals. And we certainly don't pretend to know both sides of the fence. Uh, so Sterling is my go-to expert when it comes to commercial real estate. Uh, thank you, Letty Ann. Um, yes, they are they are night and day. Frankly, I, I think we should have two different licenses at the state, one for residential, one for commercial, because uh, they're they're so different. Um, I have friends come to me and say, hey, I'm going to buy a house. Can you sell me a house? Certainly I can, according to my license, but I would have them in hot water, me in hot water. No idea what I would be doing. Same thing on commercial. It It, it takes a professional to to get through the transaction, navigate through the transaction, um, and have it go smooth. But you have a, I was going to say, well, then you're, what you're saying between the lines is I'm, I'm your go-to residential gal, but I think your wife is uh, a licensed uh, number two residential gal. (laughs) I'm the number two residential gal. (laughs) Sorry. That's that's okay. Your wife can trump me any day. That's the, the way it should go. So, uh, but isn't that the beauty of that? So if your friends are saying, hey, Sterling, can you help me? You can go, no, but my, my wife can help you. That's, 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 a good, that's a good efforts and teamwork. I bet you have interesting dinner conversations as well. According to she and I, we do. My kids can't stand real estate, obviously. <laughs> they don't want to have anything to do with it. <laughs> Just give them, give them a while, right? I bet they're like, oh, I'm going to do follow in my parents' footsteps. No. Well, as you as you know, it's not a nine to five job. It's pretty much twenty four seven. And my kids, I think, just got sick and tired of hearing about it all the time. Yeah, and uh, I'm married to a custom home builder, so I enjoy our conversations as well, and we learn from each other. So, um, anyway, I, off the off the charts question is where where did your mom come up or dad and dad come up with the name Sterling? I love it. Oh, it was a. Uh, it was a, a family name that they had been fond of and kept going back to. And I'm glad that they named me Sterling, although that technically is my middle name, which caused all kinds of problems growing up. It's really Christopher Sterling Scott. So so I could fix it all. I had a son and I gave him the first name of Sterling and his name is Sterling Hamilton Scott. So uh-huh. I like it so much and my wife liked it so much. We named our son Sterling. I love it. I think it's a great name too. And if I were to have another son, it might be named Sterling. Um, and we have mutual friends, but we can talk about that later. Someone who knows your son, uh, but let's talk commercial real estate. So, uh, we've already determined that residential real estate and commercial real estate are completely different animals. There should be two different licenses, but there is simply one. You are very good at what you do and the commercial real estate world that could be anything from churches to strip malls to high rises to um, restaurants and so on. Uh, now that we're in the pandemic, what what's happening with commercial real estate um, right in the midst of this pandemic? 
Uh, you're right, it, it entails so many different facets, um, office, retail, industrial, apartments. There's an investment segment of real estate that just deals with companies that want to, don't want to own their own real estate. Um, they want to lease long-term, your CVS, Walgreens, Wendy's, Taco Bell, et cetera, uh, land, so many different segments. Um, and they're all going different directions. Um, retail, obviously, uh, you, you probably read that retail's in trouble, especially big retail, um, the Amazon effect. Conversely, Amazon distribution facilities has resulted in industrial real estate, uh, seeing big gains. Um, I just had a client in Iowa and a client in St. Louis, same client looking for warehouse buildings. Uh, we're looking for one in Indianapolis right now, and it's virtually impossible to find. Um, anything under 30,000 feet that is not junk. Uh, if you find it, the price is extremely high because that segment of the industry is doing very well. Uh, office is tough. Um, big question where that's going because from the work at home, uh, you know, so many people are doing Zoom meetings. I'm at home doing a Zoom meeting this afternoon with you. Um, a lot of small business owners that have office space are revisiting, do they really need it? Big users of office space are revisiting if they need that much space. My daughter, uh, one of my daughters just got out of law school and got a job with uh, uh, Lockton here in town. <clears throat> and most of her time is at home in Zoom meetings. She can go in once or twice a week. So the need for office space is, is drastically changing. And I think our, our overall use usage of the office space going forward is going to change. Um, I think COVID has, has changed it going forward. Um, apartments, um, they're changing drastically because we continue to build um, as fast as we can. We do that as an industry. Unfortunately, it doesn't seem to be a disciplined industry because we identify a niche. We've done it in retail. We did it in office. Or we're doing it in apartments. I think everybody uses the same formula, <laughs> the same test of how many units need to be built and they all run out and they build it. And we overbuild the segment. Last guys in get burnt. So that my concern on the apartments is the overbuilding right now. Because what do you think people are doing? They're not renting or they're, they're switching, they're pivoting to purchase or. A lot of the millennials were wanting to rent, not own, and <clears throat> wanted to be in downtown areas. Starting to see a shift with COVID back out of downtown areas. So the dynamics are changing so fast anymore that it is, it's really difficult to keep up with. Um, which given that I'll do a plug for you and I both here is exactly why people need to be careful in this world. They need an advisor. They don't need an agent. There's thousands of agents running around out there that are dying to do a deal and they'll do a deal whether it makes sense or not. People need an advisor, someone to help them. You sent me a referral six months ago. Um, I appreciate that. Uh, an agent would have slammed a restaurant deal together 
for your referral, done that deal, and paid some bills. I sat down with him and said, sit tight. You are dealing with COVID right now. You're dealing with government stimulus money, keeping restaurants afloat. Be patient. Wait six months. Many opportunities will come your direction. You have no idea what's going to happen this fall. Is this thing going to come back? And if so, probably will. How strong? He, we could have gone out and bought a million-dollar building or signed a million-dollar lease that he'd have to personally guarantee. And this fall, things shut down, and restaurants really take another hit. Poor kid's probably bankrupt. But we've got him sitting tight. Um, there will be some unfortunate restaurant situations that do not make it. And we will be able to find him a good opportunity to step in when it's safe and he has a good opportunity. So people really need to, to choose an experienced seasoned advisor and not, not go with their friends. Sometimes it's a tough call because everybody's got a friend in real estate. Uh, go with an advisor that's going to watch your back. You don't, you don't know how much I appreciate that. Uh, I, I've said, I've said this so many times. We, we are, uh, counselors, real estate. I'll counsel you on real estate. I'll help you through your research phase, which is kind of what you're doing with the referral I gave you with regard to a restaurant. You know, he was in research phase, but he's so anxious to purchase. Um, but let's do our homework. Let's really think about this. I mean, this is big money and, uh, we're not just trying to make a transaction. It's the same on the, um, on the residential side. I have home buyers that are so excited to buy a home just because they're so excited to buy a home that they're like, we want to write this one up. And I'll say, do me a favor. I want you to sleep on it. And they get upset. They get a little bit upset. What are you talking about? You're supposed to do what we say. Yeah, I'll do what you say. But you also told me, here are all your needs and wants. I'm showing them right here because I carry it around, right? I'm like, we're looking at houses. Here's your needs and wants. There's not one box checked but you want me to write this up? And they're like, oh yeah. I said, I'm here to help you focus. So you get what you really want. So you're not upset with me in a week or two or a year or two. Um, so I, I, you know, they're not real happy. They go home. I said, just call me first thing in the morning. And you know what? 10 out of 10 times, Sterling, I answer the phone and they go, we just want to thank you. <laughs> they didn't want that house with the pool. They didn't even want a pool. So, I mean, who you hire matters now. People are really the expert, the, the full-time, the person in the know, uh, the person who's staying on top of the community and what's happening with real estate, industrial, commercial, re restaurants. Uh, and I'm going to ask you about churches here in a minute. When, and there are so many people, I love the way you put it. There's so many people out there that would be happy to, yeah, I'll help you. Yeah, you can buy this house with the pool, and then they're going to hate me in a year. So, or same thing you said with the gentleman. You could have sold him a million-dollar building, and in three months, he starts thinking, oh, my gosh, we're really in a pickle now. What would you do, Sterling? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so let's – I love that you're bringing up all these aspects of commercial real estate because there are so many. So churches, congregations, uh, I don't know how many people are still going to church – um, and what that means is what are you, what are you seeing when it comes to, uh, church properties? Uh, they're tough. Um, they have to be struggling. They, they are. I've got two churches that are tenants of mine. Um, historically I've loved churches as tenants, um, just because they're great people, very conscientious, 
they're um, very timely on rent. They never complain about anything. They don't beat up your property because they're typically there on maybe Wednesday and Sunday. They don't run up water bills, so they're, they're great tenants. Um, and, until they hit a, a speed bump and COVID threw them a speed bump. Um, one of my tenants has been in half rent since the onset of COVID. The other one uh, is a small, small church that hasn't felt much and they they have national backing, so they're, they're okay. But um, it is tough. Banks do not like churches um, because I have been involved in a situation where, where banks have had to foreclose on churches and that is a very difficult decision and move for a bank to make. In order to avoid having to make that move, they usually say, we're not interested in funding. <laughs> um, one of the referrals, another referral you sent to me was a big church in town and, uh, and that was a wonderful transaction and, and they were able to uh, sell to a church that uh, was growing, um, grew into their facility, uh, was able to find a local bank to, uh, to finance them um, their, their lender at the last minute pulled away from them. So, so I was able to, to slide a local bank in that I had done deals with before and, and get financing for them. But <clears throat> churches are, are tough. Um, what's headed, uh, for churches is hard to say just because we're seeing the resurgence of COVID again and people are, are nervous about, uh, about getting out. Um, I'm seeing, a lot of the churches shift more toward the online services and surprisingly and thankfully it doesn't seem like the giving is down that much you would think that if they're online and the offerings are way down but that doesn't seem to be uh, the case so maybe maybe people are helping them more now than ever before because I believe I, I believe that most churches you can tithe um, online or have direct mm-hmm. deposit or you can even even tithe via text. So it's very very savvy that way. Um, so thank goodness for them that they have that uh, going on. Well, I, I hope they're okay because everything else is a little scary. So we need the churches to be strong. <laughs> right, indeed, that's a good point. Um, wh- what are you most concerned about in the commercial market, in, in your opinion? Um. Frankly, um, it's not the election because I think we, you know, here we are November 11th and we still don't know a week later who the president is. I think we know who it's going to be. Um, I'm more concerned with the Georgia two runoffs um, than even the election because there has to be a balance of power. And if there's not, we're in trouble. Um, Real estate is specifically in trouble with a couple of Biden's proposals um, to increase the capital gains rate and to eliminate the 1031 exchange option would probably have about a 20% effect on real estate, commercial real estate values. I do five or six 1031 exchanges a year. That is where somebody has an asset, they have equity in it and they sell rather than pay a capital gains tax, which is currently 20%, so not too bad. Under Biden, he's proposing 40. Or they eliminate, or they do a 1031 exchange, meaning they they sell that property and they go buy 
a new property, there are tight restrictions. You've got 45 days once you sell to identify what you're going to buy. Then you have 180 days to get it closed. If you succeed in those time frames, then you do not have a taxable gain. You roll your gain into the exchange property. Huge, huge business, huge transaction volume for uh, the investment side of commercial real estate. Like I said earlier, your Walgreens, your CVS, McDonald's, Wendy's, all of the big franchise organizations that want their money in operations rather than real estate, they do long-term net leases. Those are all exchanged between investors for various reasons. And, and that's the uh, same on the residential side as well. Anyone with an investment right. property on the residential side, right. if they sell that, take their equity, purchase another investment property, um, again, investment for investment, they don't need, they don't have to pay the capital gains. So that, that would affect our business as well, meaning our residential as well as commercial. Yeah. So those two runoffs, in my opinion, are extremely important. If, if uh, the Democrats take both of those, they take the presidency. Biden's going to push through a lot of his overly aggressive policies that are going to have a dramatic negative impact on commercial real estate, residential real estate. I think the economy, um, if the Republicans keep those two, they will keep the Senate and they will be able to keep uh, his policies in check, which is, you know, that's good for our system. For one side to, to control the whole uh the whole party, we generally get ourselves in trouble, no matter whom it is. So that's that's the biggest concern I have um, in the near future. Um, and with just a couple of minutes we have uh, remaining, tell us what you're looking, you're most confident in or you're most optimistic about when it comes to commercial real estate in the next two or three months. Oh, <clears throat> Well, it's going to be interesting from my world because for the first time in 30 years of real estate, I can devote full time to it because I'm now an empty nester. So I'm very interested to see how I'm going to do as a full time real estate agent. Because <laughs> you're doing I've done pretty, pretty well yeah. part time because <laughs> I've had three kids and coaching and uh, outdoor activities and hunting and fishing and we've been extremely active with our kids, but we had one graduate law school this year, one graduate college, one go to college and one get married. So 2020, while it's had its COVID craziness, um, also had a lot of interesting activities going on in the Scott household. So I'm interest, really interested to see how uh, I'm going to adapt to uh, 2021. Yeah, you, uh, you're very blessed indeed. We are. So, um, and just quickly, uh, I know we're just about to wrap it up here, but uh, today I spoke with uh, real estate agent friends of mine, in uh, one in California, one in Colorado, and one in New York City. Each of those states, each of their practices, they were completely shut down from March 17th to June 22nd. So unless there was a transaction in motion that they could, you know, okay, that can close, but you cannot show properties, you cannot list properties. I mean, the industry was shut down in those states. Um, do you feel that that could happen here? Um, it did happen here in 2020. Um, we were shut down. Um, I went to the lake, painted the lake house, and did lots of chores down there because 
we were done. But I meant um, our, in our, in our real estate industry, we were still deemed essential. In those states, they were not deemed essential at all, even though there was a stay-at-home order granted. Um, but they were not their, – their business was not deemed essential, as we were essential here in Kansas and Missouri. There was a little more activity on the residential side, but commercially, uh, people were not looking to lease properties. They weren't looking to buy properties. So we were shut down Gotcha. from April until July. July, everybody, is like the light switch came on, everybody grabbed their mess and said, we got to go to work. Um, and ironically enough, with that shutdown and the elimination of a couple of months, 2020 ended up being my best, best year in the last 30 years of real estate, which is really strange. But, you're, uh, you're not the only person to say that. It, uh, I hope it continues into 2021. I think we're going to have uh, a lot of serious issues to deal with. Hopefully we learned the first time around how not to deal with them. Um, you know, we are we pe people helping people in, uh, because that's really what we do. We do consult mm -hmm. and, um, we are advisors and we are in the relationship business to help others. So, um, it, I, I know I, I feel rewarded and it's, it's, it's just such a rewarding industry and I love how you take it so seriously. And I know if we are not deemed essential in the coming months, I'm going to the Sterling Scott Ranch down at the lake. Now I know where to go <laughs> if I'm shut down. So, in Sterling. my world, it's wonderful because I can still work on my computer and my phone. Unfortunately, my wife gets upset because she's got to come home and show. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. It's Sterling. a little easier. It's easier for me. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being on our show today. I really appreciate your time and your information, and uh, we'll see what happens in the coming months. I hope you'll come back and be in, on another episode. You bet. Sounds great. Thank you, Letty Ann. Awesome. So thank you all for watching another episode of Real Estate You with Letty Ann. If, you're like, if you like what you're seeing today, please tune in and subscribe to our YouTube channel, Letty Ann and Associates Real Estate Services. We'll see you on our next episode.